0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: Housewitches. I'm Raina Starr, so you don't have to be. Desperate Housewitches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you. This is not the show for you, but you know this bullshit. That's why you tune in. That's why we're all fucking here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Welcome for all, yes, yay for Dorothy! Yay! yay.
0: yay. Dorothy
1: barnes Utterly Wicked, one of the best texting books ever written by anyone, anywhere, at any time. We are live on the pre-show The Mystic South. We are at the Fantastic Crown Plaza, Atlanta Perimeter at Ravinia, 4355 Ashford-Dunwoody, Northeast, in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. We are here July 14th through the 16th, so come and see us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. With me, as always, my ride or die, the amazing Dr. Deborah Burr. Hi! Hi. Yay! Thank you. Yes.
0: Hi,
2: y'all. And her person. A person.
0: Joel Joel. Green. Joel Green! Yay!
2: And our
1: first guest for the show. Be wonderful, delightful, beautiful, and very smart, Daniela Cinema. How are you, my friend? Hello.
0: Oh, God,
1: happy to be here. Yay! So, Daniela, we have a full schedule at Mystic South.
3: So we are happy to see you. We
1: know you've got books written, more books coming up. Let's get everybody caught up. So, talk about the first book, the second book, and the third
3: book. Okay. So three books in two years
0: so uh, wow. it's
3: been it's been a progression, but you know uh, in writing them, I wouldn't say it was really an effort. the effort was before to prevent them from coming out pouring themselves on, on on so first book was um this idea of a comparative study the Irish and Romanian very from. The lore and folklore that I actually grew up with and learned from experiences that I had growing up with a grandmother who was a um For exposure to this lore and folklore and later on coming about the Irish to by the both, by the synergy and the parallelism the existing bodies of Lauren. So I couldn't resist temptation to put it in. This is a book that actually I wish I had when I was uh, the Irish, the Romanian, I was pretty familiar with. Yeah. Um, but in having them side by side, I realized how information can um, complement um, one another, one side complements another, and this I found is very valuable. To me, the purpose of a parallel study is not just paint everything with super wide brush and like oh all fairies are the same everywhere call them by the same right. because that's not the same but, um rather there are similarities um but identity so um since practices found fairy which found fairy magic fairy lore, they're so old we don't have complete and, and mostly these were oral traditions then trans- sometimes um, close friends or mm-hmm. masters to um, one person to an apprentice or within family. So don't really have written documents about them. Mm-hmm. So I realized that when you have two bodies of, of folklore and that are so close and mirror themselves in sex, you can, as a practitioner, adapt to the Without distorting, without the fear of of that you are appropriating, or without the fear that you're going to, um, unseemingly or outrageously uh, distorted, that's an easy way to kind of translate from one language to another. So that mm-hmm. and this is the first ever Well, I wanted to ask yes, you a please. question about <clears throat> that. It seems like a lot is written
1: about Irish fairy folklore. Mm-hmm. Why has that been so popular and not other forms as popular? Because all I'd ever heard about was Irish fairy folklore. Never anything about Romanian or anybody else's for that matter. Why has that been so?
3: I, I think that there are several reasons for that. Um, when, when the big population heard from Ireland, remember number of like one third or something in portion of around this United States. And lore and folklore and tradition travel with with people. That's what we have to our heart and they tra- take it with us wherever we go. So um I believe that's part of it. So people coming here they still cultivate it. So their children, their grandchildren, at least to some degree they still got the exposure. Then um, I think we have both the service and the disservice of information very fast. And different kinds of images of, of thirty and thirty B spreading rapidly. And um, Irish, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm just in love with Irish. Culture with back there. So um, it's fascinating to see what i kind of the media, as mm-hmm. I said, not to take and show to the world, and sometimes showing to the world was accurate, sometimes personalization. Sure, uh, but bottom line, it spreads. So because um, the Romanian part is far less known, uh, Dracula in Transylvania did us both the and the disservice. Everything that and knowing about Roman foreign folklore revolves around castle and Dracula's empire, and ninety percent of it is fabrication.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Um, so the the, the existing ferry tradition overlooked. They have been overlooked by the Romanian because they've been under an oppressive communist I mean forty five, and it was the stamping out of the. Park. Anything with the flavor of the and everything that so sure. very forget about. Mm-hmm. However, that law survived because one, it is very practical and critically important for the survival of agricultural communities. Um for whether you call them cooperatives, whatever, collective collectives as the Communist House. Um, there's yeah. still people working in and working in and farm. And- Right. And you still need that old knowledge, that is, that are not always good links, and propitiate those who are good links for blessing mm-hmm. your trust, and trust blessing your animals. Yes. To that. So that's kind of resurfacing now, and I'm making my contribution. You are. <laughs> you really are no, and and I think. Your
1: voice about this is so important because you don't so caution to this. You are very practical in the things you have communicated to everybody about. This is for everyone. You are called or you speak gently. You've been wonderful in your teachings about this. And I'm so appreciative because, as you and I have discussed, I'm afraid of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) fearful as hell because I, exactly, and a lot of people think, oh, fairies, how cute. No. These are not little toys that we are out in the forest playing with because they don't play. As you have explained, this is a very serious practice, and I think the, the term fairy makes feel like it's not the threat that it actually is. Well, they seem
2: to be respected. Absolutely. Everybody thinks, well, and I'm like, "Mm -hmm." no. No, we are not talking about saying
1: that, any any practice needs to be
0: respected. Yeah, that's Well, not any practice. No, I know what
1: you're saying, though. No, absolutely. It's like people need to be allowed to practice as they wish as long Mm -hmm. as they're not hurting innocent. But anything else, do you both. Enjoy. Knock yeah. exactly. yourselves out. <laughs> exactly. Danielle, talk about... Um, the, the second book? Yes, please talk Your, about the second book.
3: Everything that you said, just take us right into the second book, and that is how do you actually are successful and with every single, touching on every single caution, um, flashing sign that, that you you out there. Mm-hmm. So the second book is A Study Past, The Memoirs of a uh, and the word memoir is like time. yeah. What kind of a memoir can a, a, young, kid, fairy a young fairy? Theory theory yes. Now, how many young fairy seers actually put their experiences out there for the public Not in so, writing? That how I've many? Ever seen. How many fairy seers have actually the the literacy and the time and and the skills and the willingness to put these things to WRITING? Right. So that's autobiographic says the only thing that I've changed there are some names. How to protect the guilty. To protect <laughs> Well if there's one guilty party in the book, game, if you read it, that's here talking okay. to you about <laughs> order,
0: so <laughs> a lot of things
3: um things going bump in my which is very much um that I was um doing part that was the case. So it is basically my journey from really feeling born and fall to this past. My grandmother's statue. and it was like didn't really want to, you know, grab me and throw me into the end. This is not how you would, would deal with, with a um child. That was this um a uh, perfect script for disaster, a keg of powder, so um quick to vengeance, and prone to anger. And what I learned from my grandmother, because just holding back stuff, you have to learn how to manage yourself and your temper, your emotions. So I'm not going to teach you anything. You already do a lot that you shouldn't, so I'm not going to teach you anything more because. You're just and the fetish she was go up more, so I would approach it with cautious and about what they do and not get um um uh, sidetracked by oh you know but for Ms. Blood like Yeah but my book or the fairy tales the tales for written for children just like education made up things that's what with So that is basically that book my journey through Growing into fairy stuff, parking ways, from stuff. In general, for a number of years, and it's coming back to happening. In "No more spoilers." <laughs> By the book, and, no more spoilers. And then the very end of the book. So when I was a kid, magical journal that I call that. I magic, in mm. black ink. You know, this was a regular whatever, you know, a writer. So, yes, <laughs> that I was. And that got lost. Because what I'm sharing here is like things from 45 ish so. And for um, a lot of it, when I got back, reconnected with my past and my authentic self, I was too cautious. Heck no. I'm going to be who I am and I'm going back to what I've always wanted to be. Childhood, sure. And then I, 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 made effort to remember part of the thousand. My grandma spent mm-hmm. uh, painstaking process to translate from Romanian because for some things there are no linguistic equivalents.
1: Right. So oh, right. Some translate. Try to yeah.
3: translate, and that's the last section in the book is charm Adapted the That's some Practical, practical.
1: That's exciting. And what about the next?
0: I'm just asking. I'm
1: just inquiring. I don't know. Sure. I don't know anything. I'm the, just asking questions. That's the all. third
3: one is another of the books that I wish I had. Yeah. So when I cannot find it, then I'm going to write it. Yep. And this is Freddie Herb And I really want it. To... So my own Freddie path right now is, um, I wouldn't say fudge fudge because that's not a capsule. So it is more echo. So I'm, I'm more North Gaelic-oriented, and my, the ferry beans that I'm in click with are from there. So um, I wanted to have this, and I use with er, herbs, mm-hmm. the, well, herbalism, because that's what I grew up with grandmother. Right. So I wanted herbs and study to come together. And when I need to use herbs, I want to know what am I using that is not going to offend my fairy allies, but it will instead keep out of my circle, out of my surroundings, those among fairies whom we know are not always benevolent, kind, and fond, and said, you know, I um, fancy what a great witch I am. So um, research, research, research. I put together like forty over 40 plant specimens, and then... Um, and plant-based, something like, or um, those two. Uh, So, petrified wood. And I brought all these together, and there's also an additional chapter on butter. So these are oh, all, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. water. This is something that I know from my grandmother, like snow water, or mm-hmm. water from melting yeah. ice, or water from Thunder. thunderstorm water. Uh, water. Yes. Yeah, yeah, water that then you also know, melting hail, and yeah. they all have different options. And that's the science behind it. Um, I let the more qualified people <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> um, and there are. There's also a chapter in this book on the tradition of fairy healers, fairy witches receive that knowledge from yep. um, and so, as always and there's a meditation in on how to connect safely with study guides, with very um possible allies that mm-hmm. would show you the rope of, of magic. So again, last section, all practical this is how do home protection that is very yes. friendly and cleaning out. Very That's exciting. When is that one coming out?
1: 2024. I
3: don't I don't have exactly a date for it. It's sometimes the 30 past the second book comes out in January, and yes. this should be a little bit later.
1: That's awesome. Um, and tell folks what you're teaching this weekend.
3: Okay, this weekend I'm going to teach two events and have a book signing event. Um the first one I'll be teaching tomorrow was to yoga text for my son. Yeah. Your your gentle postures and your to move around the energy and expand and strengthen then energetic body, yes. And <laughs> that energy into manifestation Fantastic. and into self balancing. So that's and then the second one is um pike and initiatory elements for and what we talked about making your space available not available, but appealing yes. to fairy allies that you want safe have around yes. while keeping the others. In exploration through hundreds of years of various kind of elements and materials, how they would incorporate the core and home design. And most importantly, how what do we do with it today? Because we may not have those fence or gates with all kind or, or, or a horse skull on a horse. Right. In, in your front yard, you know. Yeah,
0: it's
3: all one chance, but yeah, yeah some we, of us in can. see what we can, but some of us is better not to. So anyway, yeah. Um. So that's going to be second. Um. Tomorrow. Yeah. And Saturday will book signing event. Um. You know what time is Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got it. Because you worked with me before. Yes. <laughs> Daniela, tell people how they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I know everyone's surprised. I'm on Facebook, Daniela Timina author page. I have an Instagram account, Daniela Timina1. Uh, TikTok, Whispers in the Twilight. So that's where touch with me. Website, not recommended. It's a mess. And not <laughs> yeah, me website,
0: please. I'll
3: let you know
1: when that Daniela, thank you so much you for coming so on. I, I, I've got to move on. It is oh. a pleasure as always to see you. Never ring your bells, baby. <laughs> Danielle, thank, thank you. you
0: so much. And thank we will you. see you
1: later. we we'll you later. later. love you. And our, our next guest is Mr. John, Beckett. yeah, John.
0: Thank you. Woo-hoo.
1: Hi, John. Hi. It's been five seconds since the last time we saw. I know we didn't speak for months, and then now here we're doing we regular stop. things. So. I know, I know. We're doing regular things together. <laughs> I'm looking on the other side of the room. I, it's, it's all innocent. I swear to you. Okay.
4: So. So
1: this is my wife,
4: Kathy. Yes. Hi, and, Kathy. And, and, and Kathy is used to be being here with our friend Cynthia. Uh, uh-huh. So um, what you say is no surprise to her. <laughs> it's just the way <laughs> the things are. It's to John
1: Beckett. I'm sure you've heard it all. Uh,
0: yeah. Between, well, be,
4: be, between her and Cynthia, uh, they they make sure I stay um, they I stay grounded and my head doesn't get too big from all these people saying such nice things.
1: I believe <laughs> nothing of the sort, Kathy. Wasn't real deal, please. Is it is it as he says it is, or is he full of it?
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so
1: there's a reason why I ask these questions because we've all known John Beckett for years and years and years, and only now do we get the real new- <laughs> On this amazing author uh, from another perspective.
0: Yes, thank you
1: for coming, Kathy. We love you, John. Just saying. But John, let's talk about let's talk about what you've written, your writings. Let's talk about your workshops. Let's talk about all of it. So, tell people who you are for those who have not heard you before.
4: Okay. I am John Beckett. Uh, I am a Druid. I am a polytheist priest. Uh, I am probably best known for my blog, Under the Ancient Oaks, which is on the Path of Pagan channel. I also have a, web, a standalone website called undertheancientoaks.com mm-hmm. where I teach online classes and I um, uh, do a weekly free weekly newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written two books. Yep. The Path of Paganism yep. came out in 2017. And paganism in depth: the polytheist approach, which came out in 2019. Also, the co-editor of the book of Cronus, which just came out last month. Yes, uh, Finally, it yep. was a project that we thought would. Uh, you know, Jason Mankey is the other, the, yeah. the other editor, and Jason and I thought we could get this thing done from start to finish in, you know nine to 12 months, and it was four and a half years. Oh, (laughs) gosh. And and, and COVID's responsible for some of that, but not all of that. But the book is here. Um, We have seen over the last 15 years or so a a series of different devotional anthologies dedicated to uh, this God, that goddess, and Jason and I are both followers of Criminos, and we thought it was time he had his book. Indeed. And and thanks to the contribution of thirty other writers, artists, ritualists, photographers, poets. Uh, now he does. Yeah.
0: Uh,
4: book came out. Um, book came out last month. Uh, it is available. Uh, it's it's uh, available. Amazon is the only place you can order it. It's okay. a it's a print on demand book. Huh? Uh, dema- uh, and devotional anthologies typically don't sell enough copies to make the well-and-wisers of the world interested in doing it. But because of print-on-demand technology, it's available. Yes. Yeah. And you can order it, and for $19, you know, you can have it have a copy in your home in a couple of days. Or if you're here, stop down in Sojourners. They're going to have it there. Uh, I will have some copies at my, um, my my presentation.
1: Fantastic. And let's talk about
4: that. So I'm doing two presentations. Both of them are tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, at eight AM I am talking about magic for difficult times. Yes. Um, we so I am in this 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 presentation was inspired by Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> who said when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: And nobody's really sure exactly what he meant by that other than he wanted people to be talking about it, and here we are. We are, <laughs>
1: after all this time. But the go has
4: definitely gotten weird, <laughs> yeah. and it is time for us to turn pro, and I don't mean that in terms of how you make it. Right. Um, working magic is... Figuring out what to work magic for That's is hard. hard. Absolutely. So this will be a presentation on... Um, What to work magic for, how to structure magical workings, um, how to look for, how to build a magical strategy in this, all of this that we're living in, both environmental and political and magical and spiritual, all of this stuff that's going on. How do we live good lives and how do we use our magic to take care of ourselves and those close? Right. so that's at eight o'clock in the morning um, at 4:30 I'm going to be talking about exercising toxic religion from your soul oh boy I'm tired already
1: oh <laughs> uh, John we I you know this is something we have been talking about <laughs> we were just
2: talking about that call here. <laughs> the beginning of
1: our pagan lives how do we get the Christian or the judeo-christian or whatever it is, out and make it not... Because a lot of the time I find that paganism for a lot of people looks like it.
4: Unfortunately. And
1: it's hard to unlink those things. So, I mean,
4: yeah, what do we do? It's going to be a great talk, I'm sure. So, I grew up uh, in a fundamentalist Baptist church. Pentecostal. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, Um, I
0: know. um,
4: And, you know, I knew from an... It, about nine or ten years old. Uh, uh, at about nine or ten years old, I started realizing that what I was being taught ain't you know, um,
5: something is not something's not here. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's, not uh, working. it's uh,
4: the the line from Gershwin: "It ain't necessarily so." Correct. <laughs> and it took me. You know, I, I, I tried to be a liberal Christian. I tried to be. That That's not an oxymoron the, at this point, don't right. you think? No, it's not. No, not. it's not. And I point to my wife as an example. Uh, there, the, the. Are the, you really? Okay.
0: No
1: the, um,
4: the, wow. the, the, um, the, the, it's
1: the Nice to meet you. I'm glad to know you
4: exist because, oh boy, they're <laughs> not. Here. They're
1: not in my oh, life. They're, 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 they're,
4: the they're not. They're not. But check out the United Church of Christ. Okay. Uh, not just yeah. not if you grew up in the south. Not that not church, Christ. Right. The UCC. Uh, that was the that was Barack Obama's denomination.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, the UCC. Uh, some of the Disciples of Christ. Uh, the United Methodists are now are, are in a yeah. schism now yeah. because because the United Methodist Church wants to be inclusive of mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQ people,
0: yeah. and the yeah.
4: they've lost the, the, the Methodists who don't want to do right. that, and that's a sad thing for. Their, their denomination, but it's a good thing because it lets those who want to be inclusive, good, inclusive Christians to, to, to do that. So, no, the... Um, uh, so, it's not,
1: so, I just want everyone to understand. It's the fear of all Christians is not practical or necessary. Correct.
4: Because some of them are our, are our allies. Um, they, you know, we're not going to worship together.
1: Okay. So, now that you're both here... Can you come closer? <laughs> can we get you, sir, over here, please? Kathy, I want to know. As someone who, I'm assuming you were raised Christian. Is that is that the fact? How is it you can make a functional relationship work with somebody who is so not that?
3: The thing is understanding, giving support. Because he supports me in the stuff I like to do at my church. He'll come.
1: Yeah. Um, but do you find conflict with the things you do not and the really, you believe? Ah.
3: Not really. Okay. Because, among other things, I have a degree in history. And I have looked into all of the history of all of the religions that I have been objected to over okay. the years. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. And, you know, I've read a lot of pagan mm-hmm. And Have you read John Yeah. You have? Okay, I've and also you... taken several of his online courses.
1: That's amazing. I love this. Supportive not, you know, because one of the things I was taught in my church was you can't be quote-unquote unevenly yoked. That's a big thing in fundamental Christianity.
4: It is, and it is not a thing in the liberal Christian religion. The, um, so, you know, it's, the, the people who say, the people who say, I'm going to follow Jesus, but if you follow somebody else, you follow Carnunos, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have, um, you know, you can't believe your way is the only way and have a relationship. Right. But if you, if you respect each other, and, um, if you respect each other, and you respect each other's, um, religious traditions and choice, because ultimately when it comes, that's one of the points I'm going to make in the pres- in, in the presentation tomorrow, religion is ultimately uncertain. Yeah. And the people who say, I have the, I have the, uh, uh I have the truth, you know, you know it's, it, it's, it's this way. It's this way. Yeah, yeah. It's this way. You're going to help. They're 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 just simply wrong. Exactly. So, what this presentation is going to do is part of it is my story, but more of it is what I have what I've distilled from that story, of how to how to break those ties, how to, um, um, you know. The, the, the Jesuits have a saying: "Give me the boy until he's seven, and I will give you the man." Those things, those stories that we're told when we're six, seven years old, mm-hmm. those stay in us. Yes. Yeah. they don't go away. And, right, you can, yeah. and you can say, "I don't believe that anymore," and you can really and truly not believe it. Tentacles. Are so- they really you are. Have, you have to um, have to actively work to remove. It. And some people need therapy. Oh, and yeah. if you need therapy, get it. But but therapy I have. <laughs> religion is no substitute for therapy. Right. Therapy is no substitute for good religion. Ooh. I've never heard that before. The the cure for a bad religious experience? Yeah. You think good religion. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna talk about tomorrow at four thirty. Okay, and they've man. given me the big room and I'm Ooh. I'm um, uh, I, I'm expecting to need it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. so we will see. Maybe not, but um, well, we're expecting a big turnout this year, John. So yeah. this is um, I did I did this presentation at Austin Witch Fest March, mm-hmm. and um, was very pleased there. I, it, it's something yeah, yeah. that it's something that a lot of it's it, it's important to a lot of people. Yeah, and it's something that. You have to, You, if you want to move on, if you want to go and be a, a happy, uh, be a happy pagan, a mm-hmm. happy witch, uh, yeah. or a happy Buddhist or atheist or whatever, you've got to get those tentacles of that toxic religion out of yourself. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about.
1: That's amazing. John, before you go, tell people where they can find you. Okay. Online and all of that. Okay. One more
4: thing to plug. Oh, please do. Um, I have uh, I have just announced the the next uh, to to the to the uh, to the newsletter subscribers. you might out about things first. Uh, the next under the Ancient Oaks online course is coming. Um, it's Going to start August thirty first. Mm-hmm. It is modern pagan metaphysics. Oh, it's about building an intellectual and spiritual foundation for our our, our pagan practice. You talked about whose paganism looks a lot like Christianity. Oh, yeah. That's because they're operating, they, they never get rid of that Christian worldview. Absolutely. So what we're going to talk about tomorrow at 430 is how to get rid of that. What that this course is going to be is how do you build a good, robust pagan worldview. So I'll be having more about that in the coming. How do you find me? Yeah. Um, search for me, Google John Beckett Patios. That'll take you to the blog, John Beckett Under the Ancient Oaks, take you to my teaching site. Um, I'm on most of the social media sites. Um, I'm most active on Facebook. If you send me a Facebook friend request, also send me a private message telling me who you are yeah. and where we met or just something to make me to, that, that shows me that you're not either a, um, uh, a scammer or a bot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's um, a lot of that out there.
4: I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I just set up an account on the new Threads. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I have a, have a YouTube account. I, I, I don't post a lot there, but but I do post some. So it's not hard to find.
1: Fantastic. John, thank you so much. Well, thank you for Looking well, forward to it. And Kathy, thank you for letting me rope you into the discussion. <laughs> I <laughs> really do appreciate it. Thank you but so much. I was
3: uh-huh. 36 years this
0: year. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, oh. you guys. Well, thank you so much.
3: Oh.
1: Here, That's right? awesome! Good morning. Yay! All Arkansas right! People. Definitely! Yay! Mr. Arkansas. Brown, Scott Brown, please have
2: a
0: oh, seat.
4: morning! Thank Come on you. Down. Hi, thank Scott. Okay. Howdy.
0: Howdy.
1: Okay. So joining us is Scott Brown. Scott, tell people who you
0: are.
4: Well, uh, I am a pagan photographer.
0: Yeah. With
4: a background in uh, computer engineering.
0: Okay.
4: And, um co-author of the book, The Modern Totemist.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) Talk to me about this book.
4: Well, uh, our book is The Modern Totemist, and my wife and I wrote it. It talks about uh, the path that we follow, Mm -hmm. and it is a way that, it's a path that anybody can apply to, whether you're Christian or uh, pagan, no matter what you're uh, religious yeah. beliefs are,
0: uh-huh. because
4: it's a way of visualizing yourself and in your, in the elements that make up who you are in your sacred self. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a way of just understanding yourself, understanding why your instincts tell you to make certain decisions. And, and, I need help with this, Scott. It's my book. <laughs> I have it. It's Scott, my book.
1: I have not made some of the best decisions. I'm just going to tell you straight up, my listeners fucking know me. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch has made some mistakes, I'm just saying.
2: It's a great
4: well, book. And the, the thing is, we don't really uh, hold to the idea that a decision is in and of itself is right or wrong. Oh. I mean, it's that it, it may not fit in the world that we're trying to live in today. Uh-huh that decision may have been perfectly right for you 10,000 years ago when we were in tribal, you know, ice age kind of world.
1: i got to ask you a question. Sure. Do you go into why we make decisions that may not be the best for us going, and go into something knowing that?
4: Yeah, because, it's, because it is your totemic, uh, it's your natural totemic response
0: to something. I need help, almost God. Like instinct, it's of? Of?
4: almost like instinct. Oh,
1: my gosh. I need help. Because and I make sure. make <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I find, and I find this with some of my friends in really bad relationships. It's like, you know this person is a shit. Right. <laughs> this person has already treated you like shit. Why are you going back to this person for the 19th time knowing that, the, you already know the outcome. Why are you doing this? This doesn't make sense to me. And, and it's not just relationship stuff. It's um, jobs. It's I'm, I'm going to tell them I'm not working overtime. And then you work fucking twice as much overtime. Right. So when we come up against that wall, it's like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. And like something just kind of busts through the barrier and you give yourself excuses for why you're doing the thing that's really hurting you. AND IT DOESN'T MAKE ANY FUCKING SENSE. SO I'M ASSUMING YOUR BOOK IS GOING TO TELL ME What the hell is up, and how I stopped it's doing shit? It's gonna help you shit. figure that out for yourself. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not gonna tell you the answer because I'm like, you find. Fuck!
0: A- I don't. <laughs> want- <laughs> I <laughs> do not want to
1: have that kind of responsibility on my head.
0: This is not a path for the lazy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I,
1: I'm sure it's a great book, but I am lazy. as well. But at least it's a tool to solve. It is. It so is. it's a way into my own fucking psyche. That is a. Up yeah.
4: so we believe everybody has nine totems that make up their uh, sacred self oh, wow
1: okay and, so,
4: and each of those
0: A each of, of those that. has
4: an influence <laughs> on the way you make decisions and so by understanding those you understand why you want to make certain decisions and then you can make the just the, make the decision not is that right for the environment that you are living in yeah. And you know, and it also gives you something to draw on yeah. uh, to help make help you make those better, you know, better decisions. Uh, because we, the uh, the totems balance each other out.
1: So my takeaway for this book is homework. No. It doesn't matter, desperados, if you want to do the work or not. You have to do the work. You're going
2: to do the work one way or the other, so you might as well do it on your own accord and see if the universe won't slap.
1: <laughs> Get the book. It's cheaper.
2: <laughs> now, I'm not going to tell you that there's any
1: substitute for therapy if you need it. However,
2: that may be part of the
1: this may be the starting point to get you to start understanding why you're
4: doing the bullshit you're doing. Absolutely. Just saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely.
4: Oh,
1: my gosh. I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of, <laughs> I'm afraid of you. Oh, uh, wow.
0: So
1: what class well, are you doing? Yeah, what, what class, class are you class? doing? I, I know this answer already. So, but so I, I a do do it. <laughs> oh, by the way, this class about energy pasting? Energy is, Excuse season. me. Are there any openings left?
4: As far as I know, uh, there's... I can still first get time, in? First serve, yeah. Okay,
1: so if I show up with my happy ass, maybe I can get in. Yeah, okay. so
4: it's 9.30 tomorrow morning. So, you know, if you're running on... we
2: reading at 9.30. But well, I... we can probably do it at 9.00. Okay. You know
0: uh...
4: the reader.
2: I know the reader real well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might
2: be able to move that spot
1: a little bit.
4: But um, what it is, think of, think of it as a wine tasting, but you're using... Uh, the, all of the magical ingredients instead of wine. So as a, as a vendor, my wife and I have been approached numerous times where people have asked the question, what tool is right for me? Yeah. I can't tell you what tool is right for you. So you vibrate at a specific energy frequency. And your interaction with that tool and the materials in that tool are going to determine whether or not you uh, mesh okay, yeah. with that tool.
1: Isn't that fascinating, A
4: though? No, A that's that's thick.
1: Thick. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. We go sometimes, and I don't know why we do this, we look at another human being and say, figure me out. Right. Yeah. You tell me what your impression is of what I need, mean. Because we have, whoa. <laughs> For ourselves what we need because right. sometimes we really do need
2: guidance so I can just tell you about their stuff yes. all of their stuff is what I need there because you go <laughs> I, If there's anything left after I shop with them good luck <laughs> 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 because, I mean, Stephanie knows my soul she, she sees inside oh, my soul okay, but let's, but let's get is. into that
1: so we're going to but before we get into that which we're going to do because I want to know what you're bending um, Talk a little bit more about the energy case. So
4: the other thing that we've run into as vendors is
0: yeah.
4: people not understanding what materials can be substituted one for the other. Uh, so, you know, whether, you know, they will say, I can't do this spell because I'm out of course. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's ever out of courts, but you know, hey, not us. <laughs> oh, not Not in Arkansas.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> not our people. Nope.
4: But you know, or they're out of mint, or they're out oh. of mugwort, or whatever. Oh yeah, always
1: out of mug. They don't
2: have a red candle.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or yeah, absolutely.
4: And so, what this should, what the class will do is it'll help open your mind to the idea of. Trusting your own readings on the materials. Mm-hmm. So if quartz has a residence for you, and you um, say that it is, you know, a great energy battery. It, you know, it's, a, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a battery for you. Oh yeah. Then great. You don't have it, but what, it, you, do? what
0: yeah. you
4: can go and you can say, well, this other stone works as a battery well for me, right. even if everything on Google mm-hmm. and everything you've read says that it's a... Drainer. Drainer or, or, a or a something the something opposite. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
4: Because that zone is like a lens. It's going to affect your energy in a specific way. Yeah. And that so cool. we're. I've got 40 items that are uh, common, you know, that are just uh, a broad spectrum of... Mm-hmm. Uh, materials. And we're Mm -hmm. going to sample those materials energetically without knowing what they are.
0: And then
4: uh, then (laughs) we're going to and you're going to write down what you think it should be used for. Okay. Then we're going to reveal what the item is and we're going to then compare your reading to Google.
1: No kidding. Or at
4: least the the you know first things that came up when I did a Google search on that material, right? Uh,
1: and yeah,
4: and so and we're going to c- compare because you know I'm taking Google as kind of our universal average.
1: Mhm. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. That sounds like so this is why I love my Arkansas people. So cool. cool. <laughs> we have so much
3: cool stuff going on we
1: over do. in Arkansas. Yeah. Let's just. I'm super excited about this class. Thank and, uh, you. Yes, absolutely. Look at how energy, tasting. It's great. Do you get to touch the thing yes. or no?
4: Yeah. So it's in a paper bag. You'll reach in. You'll you can uh, fondle the item
0: in there. He knows me so well, <laughs> and we just—you're my kind of guy. You're <laughs> <Where's> your wife? He's just setting up the vending booth. Okay, <laughs> so we're all off
4: the hook. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're headed. Hello, wow. I'm serious. That's, Yeah. And and so you're gonna you're gonna pass energy, yeah. and you're going and then you're gonna drop down your milk,
1: and you know,
4: so and then you're gonna so pull exciting, it out. I can't and wait. And we're um. I tried a different approach at Puff uh, a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and uh, to help with uh, dealing with large groups, yeah. which I hope that we're going to have. Yes. <laughs> and does
1: this class not sound cool to everybody? Come on! It's, I've done it before. It's super cool. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it.
4: And yeah, you know, but it, yeah, so you know, you'll get you'll get to you'll get to go through uh, at least two rounds of this. Oh, cool. uh, probably five, you know, four to five items uh, each round. Uh, That's so.
1: exciting! Oh, you're, I mean, in all honesty, Deborah has told me about it, but hearing you talk about it, it's like, oh my God! I'm <laughs> I got a rep from my class. Absolutely, I got a rep from Arkansas team. You do, <laughs> you do. So, tell me about what you're vending.
4: Oh, so <laughs> this. Is, so everything we've this got, is falling
0: over <laughs> right now.
4: everything we've got is my wife's work, okay. and um, it's all what I classify as uh, neo-primitive. So it's all natural materials, um, as much as is humanly possible to reuse, uh, you know, recycle,
0: uh-huh. um,
4: ethically sourced. So like. You know, it, if the branch, you know, we don't typically go out and just cut the branches down for, right. for wood products. We'll, we'll look for We're looking uh, for or stuff go to a little friend's farm, farm, and we or, will load your back of your truck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deborah
0: got uh, a bunch of bones. <laughs> we got a
4: bunch oh of God. bones. That's we got a awesome.
2: bunch of uh,
4: branches from Deb's farm.
0: That's
1: great. Kind of grass my horses and, and I'm like, I, I remember,
2: remember the like, like, we were coming out.
1: <laughs> Deb and I talk, we FaceTime a yeah. lot, you okay. know. yeah. So she's like, well, thought me, his wife i want to get it. so bye. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much I make their booze time with every event. Good friends to
1: have. good friends to have, yeah. To have, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you're doing the energy tasting. Are you doing any other classes? I'm not. Okay, cool. Um, That's cool. But tell me more about what your, your actual, so-, so it's your wife's work. We it's, still haven't got, and we know it's that it's fans, ethically
4: sourced. Things like smudge fans, nice, uh, oh, yes. right. at the maze. nice, uh, that are all natural nice. materials. Uh, so it's, um, so it's bone and wood, yeah. no mystery metal from whatever China. third or world, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: not mass pro- anything.
4: Not, nothing is mass, pro- mass produced. either. Perfect. uh, you know, it's all hand, uh, like for ring sets are she slices branch, he burns uh, the wood, uses um, like gun stock oil or different oils on it, and then hand sews the leather pouch that it's.
1: Boy, that is start to finish, handcrafted yeah. everything. Absolutely. People oh, should come to Arkansas to advance, get cool stuff over there. We okay, do. you know, you can talk for your Arkansas <laughs> a little later, madam. Right now, we're at Mystic Cell. I know. Okay. At the beautiful Crown Plaza, Atlanta Perimeter at Ravinia. At 4355 Ashford Dunwoody in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Exit 29 off the bypass. <laughs> Zip code 30346. Yes, I've got it fucking memorized. That's right. Oh. You know what we're doing.
4: <laughs> And folks, the humidity is. level is the same here as it is in Arkansas. Yes, it is. It's
1: cooler here than it is in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. So awesome. That's your <laughs> Three degrees cooler here. Wow. wow. In wow. hot Atlanta. <laughs> Listen, that makes a difference to somebody, not me. <laughs> a bitch is sweating. A bitch is sweating, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know, for real. But the truth is, we're happy to be here, and we're really looking forward to
4: seeing you. Tell everybody. us your
1: business name.
2: Tell us your business name. So, Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah,
4: <laughs> so it's Painted Cave Studio. Oh, uh, she's got um, an uh, Etsy store uh, to get, if you're not here, and uh, as soon as we get back, it'll go off vacation mode, and, uh, you know, you can get the stuff there.
1: Unless they sell it all this weekend, so you better fucking show up. Oh, hey. thanks. Okay. Hey,
2: Day passes are $55. Day
1: passes are $55. Scott, <laughs> I'm still looking forward to tomorrow. I'm so glad to Thank you, oh, you so yay. much for coming and hanging out you. with us.
0: Well,
4: looking forward to having you.
1: Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. All right, Joel Green, you're in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right, children Green. Yay!
5: Hello.
1: Hi, Joel. Hi. What's going on?
5: I'm here at must South with my girlfriend Deborah. I oh,
1: know.
5: Meeting all her new friends and
2: We're not your new friends. You're the new friends.
5: <laughs> her are old friends, but meeting all, meeting new friends. New friends. They're We're bringing friends. you
2: into the family. Yes, That's right. Sounds good. And it's like the mafia when you get out. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't let you in. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes, yes, yes. Oh, up. sorry. We hear you. Okay. We're
1: not hearing you. <laughs> All right, Joe. Tell us
5: everything. Tell us everything. Okay. It all started South Dakota. Yeah, we got, S- got no, no, no. You Okay. Uh, we came <laughs> in from Arkansas yesterday. We uh-huh. drove. We drove here, and okay. you know, I've been for a living. I've done a lot of um, other esoteric things. Yes. I've taught yoga. Owned a yoga studio for seven years. And cool. Built houses. Did construction. My wife's got a master's degree, does creative writing. She's actually read a small book, but that's a whole other story another time. Okay. Nothing to mention here. All um, right. Okay. But, uh, yeah. All so, right. Well, tell
1: me about what you're doing at Mr.
5: Calpity. I'm a wizard. I'm, sorry, I'm a wizard. I, I make magic <laughs> wands for a living. Well, that's it. I okay. make magic wands. Yeah. So that's what I awesome. do. Um, and I, just like Scott and Stephanie, uh, I gather a lot of my materials myself and one of the main materials that I gather is Arkansas quartz. It's a, a clear quartz. There's only two places in the world that have quartz, clear quartz of that quality mm-hmm. is Mount Ida, Arkansas, Brazil.
0: Wow.
5: So um, I had a yogi one time. She went uh, scuba diving in Australia, went to the Sydney Museum. There was an Arkansas quartz there you know, the size of a car hood. So that tells you how how amazing. Now, the stuff I've got with me this time is is not the size of a car hood. I sorry, we were limited with space. <laughs> so some of the pieces are small, but they're gorgeous quartz pieces. And, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm.
1: So Deborah has mentioned that Arkansas quartz is tiny. So is it a chemical
2: structure sure. that makes it highly fun? What is it exactly that makes it so... Phenomenal. If you come to my talk tomorrow morning at eight, I'll answer that
5: question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay.
5: So... <laughs> for, for me, it's a master healer.
2: Okay.
1: It's an
5: amplifier of energy. Yeah. Um, Which takes... is often said about most courts,
1: but Arkansas courts seem special.
5: Well, it is to me because I'm from Arkansas. Yeah, but
1: well, I'm not. But it is to me. <laughs> but too. right,
5: it is.
0: Yeah. It is. So
2: I just want folks um, to understand who are not from Arkansas. Yeah. Why Arkansas courts are so special? Say what you told me crystal mine in the
5: other day, about about being the first one to pull it out of the earth. Yes. So that's one of the things. Is all the stuff that I get. I I get myself.
0: Right.
5: Or with friends. That's so it. Means like that, yeah. It God. means that yeah. with this material um, energetically I'm the first person to bring it to light. To bring it out of the ground into the light. I mean it's been in the ground for millions of years. And mm-hmm. So and with my wands, what I've been doing lately is all my wands have a kit of Arkansas Coruscant uh, okay. or something similar. Um,
0: yeah.
5: You know, there's a few that don't have Arkansas Coruscant at least
1: so it's really especially clean. Core. Yes, is very clean. Because it has not gone through processing machines. It's yeah. not gone through just Yes, it landers. hasn't
0: been, it hasn't been dug
1: up by machine right. at all. It's it, hasn't all hand
0: tumbled.
5: it hasn't been Right. It hasn't been frowned on. So it hasn't been shaped. Extra pure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Here. And it's very easy to program. Uh, That's know, a the... question
1: I have for you, or maybe both of you like that, yeah. because I'm never sure anymore.
5: <laughs>
0: okay,
1: so we come as a set. They do come as a set. So what I need to understand is, how do you guys recommend clean in a clean quartz, number one? That's something important to do once I get it from you? Yeah, definitely.
5: I think so. I think clearing the energy off of any object uh-huh. is good idea. Age it. Or mm-hmm. Some things I don't want, you know, you don't want to put water on it.
0: Yeah. Right, but, right, right.
5: But um, energetically, cleansing is it. always good.
1: Because I find sometimes when I buy some piece of sports that no matter how many times fucking am still like something else is stuck to it. Is that because of how it was pulled out of the ground, or probably. is it because of who, it, whose hands it went through? And do you have like probably a, on, uh,
5: well,
1: a combination
5: way. of all those yeah. things. Yeah. You know. So do
1: you have recommendations on how to? something that doesn't necessarily seem like it wants to be
5: clean. So this is what I do for the court is I sell the wands that I make with small clusters. Now the clusters are their home for a million years. Or, you know, however long, hundred thousand however so an extended period of time
4: geological
5: geological time scale this this thing has been in the dark with these other it's like a family. So um if you're going to use the wand for energetic work, a good way that I, I recommend cleaning it, putting it back into that, setting it back on the, that cluster, letting it charge.
0: we sell the wand with their
2: little
5: fans.
2: got mm-hmm. the little charging. Yeah.
1: Well, That's just, awesome because normally when you just buy quartz, one piece from anywhere the next right. piece can come from anywhere right so you, you actually sell them with their own little charging station yeah kind That's of just so a little, cool. little yeah I
5: love
2: that idea <laughs> well and the bones that he has yeah tell me about the bones though
5: All the bones <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so yeah we've been just like just like scott did we went out to deborah's farm and took <laughs> some bones she's got bones. if you need bones anybody needs bones i know where to find them yeah. <laughs> So, we gathered them from, like, I've got one black cat bone, one
0: Friendly cat.
5: Friendly cat. Uh, no black so, cat. Yeah, so the bones
2: all have stories.
5: Yeah, they do. So, I
2: can tell you where they all came from. Yeah. The names of the animals. They were... mm-hmm. Aww.
5: Or, you know, some of the pieces that I've got uh, I might not be able to tell you what, animal's name was because it was here. but other than that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but they're all
5: ethically i don't i don't um hunt so like all the bones that i gather like the deer bone stuff, mm-hmm. is all stuff that i've gathered out on hikes Um uh,
2: deer bones you got from me that was mm-hmm. we had to a lightning tree yeah. yeah in my pasture several years ago, i got hit by lightning and i wanted some food from it Sure. of course, it was a long time ago, and I think I was either on the phone with you or I was texting. the And tree had fallen and it was spotted it was long ago. But I turned around, and at the base of the tree that I was skeleton. wow, the antler rack, the whole business, the whole skeleton. Yeah, there we go. So a lot of the bone ones, the deer bones, came from that buck.
0: Yeah,
2: and. Uh,
5: that's like, like gifts from the universe. Yeah. Those materials. Use this. This is magical. That's what.
2: Or like the sound. We six. Yeah. Four. From Hikes. Yeah. And now that one is fuzzy butt falls.
5: We've got a staff from Hell's Half Acre. Yeah. It's a long story. We're not going into it here. Yeah. All right. We
0: won't go into that. All right. Okay. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> here Joel
1: you get to be my co-host for, <laughs> for a while while we interview this person okay Yay.
2: who is this person
1: okay yes hi there hi this is one of my dearest friends Dr. Gretzsche-Berger hi and she's going to talk to us about some stuff that she's made mm-hmm. that she's selling this weekend and mm-hmm. her classes yeah. and the fact that she's doing research for
2: Yes. And healing work. Yes. I, I'm busy, busy this weekend. have no time to I'm one busy witch. Yeah, oh, one busy. Well, let's talk gone. about the classes first before I forget the time because I had to look them up. Classes. Okay, good. So, Friday morning, tomorrow morning, at 8 part a. of the reason why we're okay. having a show today Yes, is at 8 a.m. in the morning, I kick off the workshops with um, a workshop called Digging Deeper, Rocking Science and Magic. Yes. So it's a pun, but I'm going to, if those of you who have come to my talks in the past know that I like to look at the synergy between science and magic because I think as we understand more, because I'm a physicist by trade, as yeah. we understand more and have better technology, we're going to find that these things are converging. That's a different talk for another time, but um, I like to look at, I don't think that my science and my magic are separate entities. They are two sides of the same energetic coin. Yeah. If you work with, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you work with yeah. energy <laughs> get a, a witness here. Yeah. that's that's, that's exactly right. 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 But if you look at energy, if we're energy workers, whether it's readers mm-hmm. or Reiki or yoga practice or magic or whatever, energy is energy, whether it's from thermodynamic processes in that thunderstorm cloud that's out the window there. Oh is or, there one out the window there? Yes, yeah, afternoon thunderstorm heating. Will be happening this afternoon. Talked about in my book, upcoming <laughs> book, coming book. A coming book. Um, but everyone well, just ran to the window. Everyone in the room has she
0: just There so. Because
1: in addition to talking about rocks, like Doctor Burris also talks about weather witchcraft. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead I'm ahead. I'm
2: versatile.
1: Yeah, um,
0: you, but you I think. <laughs> <laughs> he and I are going to be good friends. He's my yoga teacher too, so we'll that. talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> uh, <flexible>. We all are <laughs>
2: But um, I think it's important to understand when you look at a, a crystal, like an Arkansas quartz crystal. What to me, one of the reasons why Arkansas quartz is so energetically amazing is if you look at its internal crystal structure, it's a hexagon and in sacred geometry hexagons are like super powerful because they make up the flower of life. Yeah. I didn't
0: know it was that <laughs>
2: So, um I, I think that. part of part of what makes it
4: She's sexy when she's smart. Sapiosexuals. Yes. Smart is sexy.
1: Yeah. Smart is, smart is sexy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: you. That's my stock and trade. Hello. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's the periodic late. table now. I'm we
5: about business. Yeah, we'll be here for three
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> so <I don't> <laughs> change.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> um but, probably will so the 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 idea behind energy work to me is if you can understand all of the energetic processes that went into making that rock, going all the way back to the formation of the earth. Wow. There's all this energy in that crystal that's available for us to tap into. So why not? Right? Why Absolutely. not? So um so that's gonna be what the talk is about primarily. We're gonna look at Crystal structures and crystal systems, and talk about like things like sacred geometry and numerology and magical practices, and then I'm going to look at some particular stones to just kind of point out some of my personal favorites,
0: yeah.
2: um, which will be available at the Sticks and Stones booth after the talk. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to go into that after yeah, after yeah, after yeah. You talk. About but that. but so I think that that I think that I think it's, it's like what Scott was saying. Google is fine, but don't be limited by Google. Make the practice your own, and that's one of the things that I do in my practice is I, I bring my science in. Yeah. So that's what my talk at 8 a.m. is about. Uh, there will be a giveaway at the talk, by There will the way. be a giveaway yes. at the talk. Yes.
5: About yeah, yeah. Again. So,
2: um, but at any rate, then um, on Saturday at 1.30, I think, 1.30... I think so. One thirty. I think that's correct. One thirty. <laughs> I can get my, phone. Can get oh,
0: my phone. No, no, no. One
1: thirty. One thirty. One thirty. There's an eclipse coming. Yeah, one thirty. There's an okay, eclipse Yes. So in
2: 2024 on April the 8th there is an eclipse. Uh, total solar eclipse is going to be tracking across Arkansas. Uh huh.
0: Um,
2: and on it's, um, I forget what time of day it is. I think it's in the morning. But why is it? Uh, Please
1: talk about also why an eclipse. Okay, well, if you come to
2: my talk, I will explain that. Yes. But um, an eclipse, a solar eclipse happens when you have a new moon, and the moon's orbit lines up with the orbit of the, the plane of the Earth's orbit around the sun, and because they're physically, because, excuse me, because they are visually the same size in the sky right now, the, the sun gets blocked out by the moon, and we have an eclipse, yes. right? And you can figure these things out when they're going to occur. Well, there's going to be one on April the 8th, 2024. And my farm is on the midline of the totality. So we have four minutes of totality at my farm. So I'm very excited about this. Uh, So we're going to be talking a little bit about why eclipses occur. And then we're going to be talking about some of the lore and legends and mythology surrounding eclipses in my talk at 1.30 on Saturday. I'm also in the reader room. I've got two spots left for tarot readings, um, I read tarot intuitively, right I as much as an academic as I am, I am not a rule follower when it comes to my witchness no. <laughs> sure. so I basically years ago, when I was just getting started, a friend of mine said, gave me a book called The Intuitive Tarot, which I read, and it was basically don't look at the little pamphlet that comes with yep. your
4: with your with your tarot
2: card. Don't use that as your be-all, end-all. And mm-hmm. so the way I read is very intuitive. I've brought several different decks. You get to pick the one that calls to you, and that's the one I'm going to read with. Um, I think they're about 20-minute spots, and I'm taking donations, cash on donations. Yes. Yeah. So, and I don't even have a suggested price, but you know in your heart what my reading I'm not going to answer all of that. <laughs> No, that will be when you get to the vending booth. Yeah, that might be another story. Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things you've created? Mm -hmm. Well, so um, Joe and Rachel have inspired me to start making a few things again. So I took some of the bones. I had a very sweet elderly donkey named Sally, and she passed away. And um, unfortunately, where she was at when she died, I could not get her to bury her. So um, what I decided was I have her skull on my Hestia altar, yes, and uh, but I have some of her bones, and I was we were talking about it one day, and um, I looked at them and they're to be really two nicely matched bones, and I'm like this needs to be a sun and moon tarot card wand. So um, I had been watching Rachel carve with a Dremel, so I'm like well maybe I can do this. Now, you see what happens when you try to carve with a dremel and it slips. She's injured. <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, an injury There's happening. an injury happening. Yeah. But um, so there are some bone wands from all. I can tell you all the animals they came from. And, and their names. And their names. And their lives. Yes. And there's a little card at the table if you want to just read it. But I think it's important that you tell the stories of the bones. That's super important. Uh, but anyway, so... We've carved several of those wands, and, and Joel helped me with several of the rattles and stuff because he's a magician with wire wrapping, which I'm not. I'm like, do
0: this,
2: <laughs> yeah. do this, please. Um, so we have several bone wands. We have some rattles. We have um, there was a, a, after his trip that he won't talk about to help half acre. Yeah. I was outside, and this huge storm was coming, and I was outside carving a thunderstorm on a piece of bone and so that storm that storm energy is in that in that rattle so it's it's i'm pretty proud of that one uh there's a medusa one also that i think i showed you so it's really i'm i haven't drawn in a long time but i kind of got inspired and I, I i did a little sketch and i sent it to joel and I said you tell know what this is oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think i know what this is but but it's
1: <laughs>
2: but, so, uh, we've got that, then we've got lots of beautiful witches hats. So, uh Rachel was gracious enough to share her knowledge on how she makes her witches sure. hats. And I said, Well, let me help you make some for Mystic South. Right. And I went a little crazy. <laughs> so, uh, because I've sewn for about thirty five years, I've got a very deep fabric stash. Yes you
0: do. So there
2: are some beautiful witches hats with vintage trims and vintage pieces of oh, jewelry. No, and, no, no, I'm just and um so there are, I think I've got about 22 or 25 hats. Really? Yeah. God. I think that's right. Yeah, 22 or 25. I hats can't remember. Hats will be sold. Hats will be sold. Uh, we've also got um, these mushroom pendants that, that I've got on. This has got Arkansas quartz in it. And it. Wow. Uh, some of them are glow in the dark, right? The white ones are glow in the dark. So they are Amanita mm-hmm. mushrooms and there's some that are tie-dyed, twirlies, and all these things. we just got all sorts of beautiful... Uh, handmade things that we can tell you the provenance of, which I think is super important.
0: That is. Uh,
2: also, there's artwork. There's
0: Rachel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so there's, a, there's a some life. beautiful prints of her artwork that's in there. We've wow. also got uh, bone jars. If you like to do bone work, we've got bone jars that have got bones in Shells from the river and little white stones that I think are kind of magical because they're perfectly round and beautiful. Um, so we got all kinds of an assortment of lovely things. And then we went to buy things at the rock shop. And because Deborah has no self-control, uh, we all <laughs> um, picked out some gorgeous um, clusters. But we've got phantom quartz, which is a unique quartz. Um, is Arkansas the only place that there's phantom? No, you can get them. Okay. So explain to them what phantom is, because I never get this right. So from what I understand,
5: it grows over a long time. It, it starts to grow, and then it stops growing, and a, another material enters the pocket, like maybe... What is it? And then it starts growing again after it gets that thin coat. So what you get is you get a shadow of a crystal inside of a crystal, and this is good for um, industrial work and shadow work. And
1: yeah, I don't need a truckload of that. No,
5: yeah, it's very powerful. It's yeah. very rare. I had one. I didn't. So there's specific mines in Arkansas where you can get this sh- phantom. You can quartz. say
1: shit. It's yeah, fine. You get
5: this shit. <laughs> you get those phantom quartz. But you, there's other mines that it just, I found it in mines. Of, that's right.
2: So. Yeah. Cool. There, yeah, so we've got phantom quartz, we've got uh, celestite, we've got citrine, angelite, which is one of those ones you can't get wet. Here's a fun fact for you. Angelite Angelite is an anhydride, which means absent of water. If you put angelite in water, it will chemically change back into gypsum. Except sheetrock. No way. So get your angelite wet. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. It's like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it wet. Yeah, it's Yeah, yeah, it's it's anhydride. So anything that's got anhydride, this is why you need to know the science. Anything anything's got anhydride in the name, means it's absent of water, and if you put it in water, it reconstitutes. Water. No. So we've got <laughs> we've got angelite. And all your stories about water, that's all talked about in my in magic my weather book that's coming out next year, next spring, weather yeah, magic. Yeah.
0: yeah so that. next
2: spring, um Llewellyn, in the spring releases there will be weather magic, witchery, science and lore is coming out. Sixty five thousand words about everything you thought you never needed to know about weather. <laughs>
3: that's
1: <a great> <laughs> it,
2: yeah, Raina has seen it. Raina has it was one of my uh, what is one of my blurb writers and um, I've gotten really great reviews back from some people who I really respect, including Raina, on my book, and I'm very excited. It doesn't seem real yet because it's not in my hands. It's oh, out right. in the ether right now, but uh, it's the same take. It t- teaches you a lot of the signs of weather, and then each chapter has magical practices that you can do. And one of the things I talk about is snow water or a thunderstorm water, yep. or I've got a, a Ziploc bag full of hailstones in my freezer right now from wow. a hailstorm that we had, you know. So, these are all things that you can use. Lightning struck wood is another one, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or windfall windfall wood is super powerful. So, um, yeah, so that book will be coming out next spring, and I'm very excited. It doesn't seem real (laughs) because it was a year ago that I pitched it at Mystic South, Mm -hmm. and oh, my Uh, gosh. I was
1: so excited. I just knew it was going to happen, but I remember when this book was just
2: an idea. Yes. So, maybe... After a couple of years, and I've re- recovered from my writing this one, I'll do one about rocks and crystals that are the same idea. So, because that's kind of my that's kind of my niche. I like the science, and you can't you can't separate it. The- no, you really can't. Really can. And
1: people want this. if,
2: and then, yeah.
1: if it's not woo woo. Like- well,
2: well, and see, I have this weird this weird problem at my work because I am a witch physics professor. Yeah. So I've. I've got the people in the physics camp going, and I've got the people in the witch camp going, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> to all of you, I do my, I do what I want, <laughs> I, do what I, want. I do what I want. But um, yeah, so we've got some really beautiful things. Uh, what I love about the things that like Scott and Stephanie Critter or Joel and Rachel, and then also me, um, is it's all, none of it is mass produced. All of the stuff is, I mean, the only thing like the Sculpey clay. Okay, so you got to buy that, <laughs> but all of the energetic work that's done on those things is done in a very beautiful environment. So there's a lot of support, there's a lot of care, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of just great magic that happens. So we'll have these craft a thons where everybody sits <laughs> down and makes fifty mushrooms or makes wands until middle of the night, <laughs> you know, or and and I love that community feeling of that energy going into So that yeah, that's pretty much me. So, that's amazing. yes. So, I'm gonna. Can we promote some Arkansas stuff coming up? Please do. come some Arkansas so, stuff. So the first,
1: Absolutely. the
2: first thing that's coming up is on Labor Day weekend at Harmony in the Hollow. It is a, it's an outdoor event. It's a, uh, it's called Pagan and Pride. One of our friends owns, all of our <laughs> friends owns a farm, and she uh, puts on these Pagan and Pride events. It is a very safe place is you may remember if you follow the wild hunt back but you should if you're not you should and you should support the wild hunt also
1: absolutely
2: so um, but there was a problem at the last one where someone painted a swastika on the road out in front of the event so that got covered in the pagan news um, there you know the current pagan news but what happened we found out was this is someone who had targeted several but there was like a black family that had a one painted in front of their house and the pagan and pride in it. Because Vicky is loud and proud. She's got right. huge pride flags all over her farm and we yeah. love her. But on Labor Day weekend it's the Frosted Moon Festival is what it's called. The and it will be it'll be Friday, Saturday and Sunday. There will be classes, uh, and workshops and I'm teaching a couple of classes and I'm also doing an intuitive tarot spread cloth where you can make your own tarot cloth,
0: nice.
2: Um, and there will be vendors, tons of vendors, and uh, music. Louis Drew and Krista Chapman Green will be playing, and I don't know who else is playing this time, but I know they're playing for sure. Uh, so we'll all be there. It's a very friendly space. Come and hang out. It's very inclusive. Um, it's very inexpensive. I think it's thirty dollars or fifty dollars for the entire weekend to camp, and. Um, yeah, so, and then in November, November 18th and 19th, will be the Enchanted Metaphysical and Mystic Market again. Um,
4: we had a Are you going to be there? We no. will not be there in November. Oh, oh that's uh, why
3: we're out of Yeah, I'm going to
4: be, week before, I'm going to be in Oregon uh, for a... Uh, Work, some work function and gotta <laughs> pay the bill. Yeah, right. I got it. <laughs> I got
2: it. But we're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be two days again in Conway, Arkansas. Um, there's gonna be classes. There's gonna be tons of vendors. Last, well, the big. Oh, it's it, a
4: great event. It's a
2: great event. It was huge yeah, in April. Time. Yeah, it was big in April. I think they had about 500 paid admissions mm-hmm. at the one in April.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: it yeah. yeah, was an like, animal and adoption. There the and there was a the raccoon right? that Joel got to take care of. <laughs>
5: You want to I, I got the hot box of raccoons. Oh my Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> they came up to me at the fair and they're like, "Hey, I got a mission for you. This raccoon. Is side quest. Side quest. That's what it says. Side quest. The raccoon was getting out of hand, so and they know that I have my medical card and they needed the vaccine down.
0: <laughs> so. The they, raccoon was very calm
5: afterwards. They lunch. asked me to go hotbox raccoon, so I got to sit in the car with the raccoon and hang <laughs> out. Did the, the raccoon go? Now, Nico was really
2: good. She was just like, she was just like. Hey. The and then we got to meet a ferret. Somebody brought their pet ferret, do, yeah, yeah. so that was fun. Ferret,
5: and, so and, of course, there's always River.
2: River, yes. Right?
5: Yes, River is
4: carrot, a yeah. yeah. So, so River is um, my uh, yellow-crowned Amazon. She's here with us. She's very uh, sweet. Uh, How yes. big? Oh, she's... Uh,
2: not not, intimidating,
4: she's at
0: not intimidating at all. Not intimidating
4: at all. She's 340 grams, which i um, about... Uh, what does that weigh? No,
1: no tail that's <laughs> probably... Um, she's probably uh, 8 inches, very sweet. 9 inches.
4: Aww. She's very sweet. You know, so... Yeah, definitely... She's my wife's emotional support animal. Yeah. So, you
2: know. but yeah. So those those events are coming on. And, and honestly, Enchanted would be worth a trip to Arkansas to
4: go to because there's
2: what 40 vendors last time. There were 40 vendors, readers, classes, and the vendors are top notch. So yeah. So that's all going on. And then there's the one
4: in September in uh, Fort Smith. Oh. Uh, that. Um. Folks have been.
2: Oh,
5: uh, digital Oh, I didn't know yeah. it was
2: in Fort Smith. Okay, so yeah, we got we got quite a bit going on over our way, and we're trying to build the community up. Vicky's really trying to make the Frosted Man Festival and then a uh, Pagan and Pride Festival. Yeah. So
5: I yeah, sure want to
2: yeah yeah it's so yeah got time.
5: The <laughs> tickets available online right now. Yeah, we have Enchanted. one more thing. one more. Uh, Enchanted, it's a uh, two-day event. Um, the vendors will be from all over. There's people coming out of Dallas, City. Kansas City, Arkansas. Oklahoma. will be all kinds of cool things. Uh, oral photography, there's uh, tarot, there's palmistry, there's two-leaf right. readings. Right um, Reiki healers, just a ton of magical people. And then the vendors
2: are pretty amazing. So they've got, you guys will be there, 60 mm-hmm. Stones will be
5: there. And Kelsey Snyder is the one that organizes, organizes the whole event. I think tickets are $5 right now. But right now, the early
2: birds are 5 and then I think they go up to 10, 10 or 15 15 at the door. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's yeah. a great event. I mean, for That'll Arkansas. It's
5: time we've yeah. done it.
2: Tell them about why you started it, kind of why y'all started it.
5: Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's <laughs> started. Well, it's
2: in Clarksville, and that's not a Well, you yeah,
5: Clarksville a tiny little town, and I've been for a living and sell magic wands, so I was like, I want to bring this stuff in um, hometown. So I so, local well, yoga. Know, Several other medicines organized originally from North Carolina. So, anyway yeah, and it
2: turned and out really good. The first know, one was
5: huge. Yeah, you know, them and stuff. And
2: kind of goes with know. what John Beckett was talking about. About we need to show, show people, people, you know, show turn pro. Turn pro. <laughs> turn pro. Yeah, you got yeah.
5: to show up where you're at. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is I needed to be. Um, yeah. You need to be seen, especially in some of these small towns where there's uh, no pagan support, there's no, no support. So go out and...
1: Well, you know, it. here's the thing. Arkansas is not the first place you think of when you hear which. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's why not.
2: Like, Vicky's events are so important because at the, at the Memorial Day event, There were a huge number of young-seeking people. They were looking for a place where they felt safe to pursue these ideas and these alternate spiritualities. And I showed up to teach my class the very first day in my trans pride free mom hug shirt because it was a pagan and pride event, and I wanted to wear that shirt. Uh, So I had several young witches come up to me and hug me saying, thank you for wearing that shirt. I'm trans, I, now I know that you're safe because so many people of your generation are not safe for me to be no around. No kidding. And so I had several of them, and I talked with them over the course of the weekend. I was texting with you, telling you about it. I was talking with them over the course of the weekend, and the last day, a couple of them wrote me these very sweet letters about thank you, and we feel like we're so accepted here. And Apparently, Sunday morning I was getting ready to teach my class, and I got a text from a former student who had come out to me as a trans woman, and they said, we contacted you because know you're safe. You're the only the second person we've told. And, they, and, and I was very touched by that. Well, then I get a message from Elizabeth going, you are the talk of, you are like the goddess incarnate to the, the young trans, which is Discord server of Central Arkansas. And I'm like, okay. That's, that's awesome. Because the, the people that had come to my talk were saying, oh, this person's there and they great and blah, blah. And Liz was like, well, yes, I had her for class when I was a physics major. She's pretty awesome. But, I mean, I saw so many people that weekend looking for their people and finding them. And so that's what I love about having these events like at Vicki's where it's very welcoming. It's very personable. Enchanted was that way. There were so many people that came to Enchanted that were looking for community and found it. Wow. Even my therapist was recommending people go to Enchanted. Were
0: there. Yeah, there was a
2: tattoo artist at Vicki's and... Uh, At pagan and pride and so I think it's really important that we support these I mean I know it's hard for some of the vendors because the vending is kind of hit or miss at these smaller events, but Show up and support these things Grow them. I think it's super important. So I told Vicki. I will always teach classes. That's so fantastic
5: Yeah, yeah,
2: and you're starting to see it build you know because now I think the one in, no- in Labor Day will be even bigger than the one in Memorial Day, which was pretty good, and the vendors did well at it. The vendors made bank.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Con- Conway is the right city yeah. for this event. Yeah. yeah. Because we're right next to uh, Little Rock. There's three colleges. There's three colleges right
5: there. Very liberal town. Yeah. And it's right on Interstate Four.
4: Yeah.
1: Liberal is also something people don't think about when they hear Arkansas. And I want people to understand, not just start because, right. because you have a certain view of what that location means.
2: Well, I mean, right. we're talking, I mean, the entire South, and here we are at Mystic South, surrounded yeah. by 600 yeah. of our black-minded friends. And folks you know? keep, you know, folks have
1: said to me, because we're originally from New York, and it's like, why in the world would you move South? And I have met more witches living in North Carolina than I ever did in the middle of New York. We hide and play. So
5: I live, really? I live in
4: a <laughs> small town, Arkansas. I'm, I'm about as far south in Arkansas as it, without it being Louisiana. <laughs>
0: there
4: you go. Uh, so, and we do some of our local events. And you'd be surprised at the number of closeted pagans that will... They'll come out to you if they know that they're yes. safe. Yes.
0: They,
4: yes. Don't, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be part of a coven. They don't want to be part of any group. They're happy with being positive. But if
3: you're safe,
4: they'll come But out. Yeah. They, they want to be known. They yeah. want, and, and so if they're safe, they're going to have to you. And they, they'll buy things yeah. at uh, a local uh, festival, you know, a Bayhawk Festival. Yeah. Uh, or the
0: Peach Festival.
4: <laughs> Peach Festival.
5: Yeah.
0: And, it, yeah, and and they'll tell my wife, you know, yeah, thank be, you for
5: being here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do how many the, times I've heard that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Or the Sonic no, Car Hop people, the other day. Right. I
2: was at Sonic, and she comes out, and she's got on a triple moon necklace. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, I love your necklace. And her eyes got huge, and she's what that is, and I pulled mine out and went, yes, I do, Hello. and she like, oh, you're one of the cool people, and I'm like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, so I can tell you, my sonic car hops don't know me, I mean, I don't even have to, like, pull into a, a thing, yeah. they, you know, I come in, and they're like, oh, there's Deborah, here's your food, and sometimes I just <laughs> slow down, and they slow it at me, you know, as I'm coming through, but. But it felt really good for her to see that. And that's happened yeah. several times.
0: I've
2: you
1: know, and it. people who are older in the community, it's so important that we give younger people a safe place to yes. be. Because, you know, life is hard enough, but then you have to deal with finding out who you are, which I don't know about y'all, but I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Uh, and I'm 62, so yeah. it's kind of like it's a never-ending process. Well, when you have... neurodivergency or you're not this whatever there's just so much more that goes into your thought process of what safety might hopefully look like and I think it's so important
2: for us to give folks a place to be safe well and it's hard in the south too because you're often going against what your family has ingrained in you and that's a big risk for a lot of these yes. young people you know and and so to to be able to find an adult who you're safe around is a big deal Wendy yes. hi, right, come on in hi. you can have the chair oh where well, you can find me I'm uh, on YouTube as Diary of a Physicist Farm Gal I'm on Instagram as Doc Firewoman. and the book will be out in the spring yay yay Stepping up as our last guest for the day,
1: I'm so excited, and we're meeting for the first time. This is Wendy. Is it Mada or Mata? Mata. Mata Houseman. I'm so
3: happy to meet you. I got to hug her first. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: thank you for inviting
0: me. Oh, thank you, so Yay! I'm
1: on. So Wendy and I are meeting for the first time. Is this your first Mystic South? Yes. And it's Wendy's first Mystic South. Wendy, I'll introduce you to my entire family later. Um, yeah, everybody's here. Um, but, but tell folks who you are for those of us who don't know. You're gorgeous, gorgeous, by the way. I just have to say. Um, Thank you.
0: Hi.
3: Where's the microphone? Right is there. It. Okay. My microphone. My microphone. <laughs> so, so I'm Wendy Mata. I'm a Brulhasuendera by lineage and Shaman. So I am a fifth generation Brulhasuendera, and I will be speaking on Saturday at 11 a.m. about psychic self-defense, which is how to do. And That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. Um, yes, I'm from a small town in Mexico where there is a lot of narcos and mafia and really heavy shit, so I have to learn to protect myself.
0: Wow. You've, You've got, better got better. a fucking story. <laughs> right. Wow.
1: Tell me about, okay, now listen, you open that door, so we're going. Bring it up. I'm <laughs> saying, I'm saying, okay, so tell me about, because you're, you look very young, so I'm not going to presume you're anywhere near my age, but I'm. I, I do want to know what it was like Growing up in Mexico, did you live there throughout your entire childhood? I mean, did you? when did you leave?
3: So I left in between 2006 and 2008. Mm-hmm. I moved uh, for work yeah. to Finland. The reason why I moved to what Finland. What a change! Right, right. Wow. I went from this tiny little town in Mexico to Finland. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I did that is because one of my family members, uh, trigger warning, was kidnapped and killed by the mafia. And I felt really unsafe. Talking oh. about psychic cells one of the reasons why I really work in perfection. A lot of stuff that happens in my life. So I was in my 20s. I've been mean, out of the United States, of Mexico since. I was 26. I moved to Finland. From Finland I went to the States, then I spent Canada, then Brazil, oh. uh, then Singapore, Malaysia. Wow, you've been everywhere. Stayed, yeah.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I've been
3: traveling. love traveling. So,
1: Great. Do you, do you travel with an entourage, or is it basically you travel on your own?
3: So I travel for business for 20 years. I was in cybersecurity, um, but now I, well, today I came here by myself, but I do travel the world.
1: Wonderful. But
3: growing up in Mexico, it was beautiful because I got to experience my culture, my yeah. family, or tradition. I come from a family of witches, shamans, lujas, so okay. I grew up with magic. Yes. Um, the difference I think a lot of people have the bless that I had to grow up in magic but other people does not have that For sure. it's beautiful but it's also a responsibility you have to be paying attention to your actions to your words where you go what you say who do you meet with what kind of exchanges you have um, so it was really beautiful very it has to be see which is
1: here like my mother was a practicing Which before she became a Pentecostal preacher.
0: What? (laughs) It happens. It happens.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I don't under well, my mother has a whole thing about her identity being attached to her husband. So when my father changed, she changed, everything changed, no mind of her own. So I wasn't raised with training because she had already Stop. She
3: was
1: denying. Part of denying. Her. Yeah. Oh boy, can you and I talk about some stuff? <laughs> but you know, it is a responsibility, and people hear that you that you know folks folks who grow up with witchcraft. Oh, they have it so easy, and no one talks about the vast, intense responsibility it is, especially if you're being taught as a young person. Because your energy is still developing, and you're going through puberty, and you're going through relationships, and you're figuring out who you are as a human being, and then you add the elements of magic, the Christian culture—it's like God just takes care of it, or you hope that God <laughs> just takes care. You know what I'm saying? Though it's so—you're so divorced from actually being connected to your own divinity. So to know that. You were taught responsibility with this and, and you had to put thought into everything, everything you said, everything you did. It's such a great lesson, much needed in this country, just sorry, and saying so. Um, but it's true. Americans tend to be kind of all over the place, right?
3: I think. So. But it's all over the world, though. Yeah. Like, because a a you've places. been everywhere. You've been in a lot of places. And yeah. I'm going to say that there is a very big difference. Between that has their cultural identity recognized, and yeah, because if you are connected to your roots, your culture, your ancestors, you have more of a stable background in a way. And if you are just trying to find yourself and trying to figure out who are your ancestors, then you don't have that. And I think the other difference too is when you are so connected to your ancestors, you never feel alone. Like every yeah. step you take, you feel them behind you. Yeah. But if you don't have that yet, if you're not honoring your ancestors, if you're not connected to your culture, to your roots, then you feel alone. And this place where, what am I doing? Is somebody listening over there? Who's right. Absolutely. Like it's navigation, right? With your eyes closed. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, we can be all over the place in the United States, but there's also that everywhere else.
1: because you don't trust yourself much less anybody else when you're first finding your way. It's so hard. I mean, you talk about ancestors and, and some of us who are not really connected to the people who came before us, like my father gave me no connection to his family. I didn't know anything about his mother. I didn't know anything about his father. Certainly nobody before that. So it's hard for someone like me with such limited knowledge of my ancestors to feel a connection to, like, anybody. Do you know what I mean? What do you suggest for someone who has that as an issue?
3: (laughs) Um, I think for the people that does not know who their ancestors are or that are not connected to their ancestors. Yeah, they first have to spend some time going inside and to recognize what feels right sometimes your ancestors are your own culture but sometimes your ancestors are other cultures approach respectfully of course that may have been from past life and if that feels easy mm-hmm. in a way that may be a good way of approaching it the other thing too is that if you know what's your culture but you don't know anybody from your family mm-hmm. maybe you can start with the deities of that culture Oh. or the belief systems of that culture, or even deeper, you can just go in. I call it a place of surrender. Like I do this exercise where I just basically surrender to spirit, and I'm in my knees when I put my, uh, my forehead on the floor, and I say, I surrender. And you go into this place of surrender, and you ask your ancestors, I'm ready, ready to have this connection. I may not know who you are. I may not know your name. I may not know if you're my dad's family or my dad's side or my mother's side, but I'm ready for our connection. So if you are an ancestor that is willing, ready, able, coming from a place of power, coming from a place of support, coming from a place of love, And I've seen, like I tell this to my students, and they tend to have really deep connection with those ancestors as you approach a place of surrender. And I think one of the differences on a lot of cultures, I would say that from the Mexican culture, we have these right to our ancestors honor or lineage, honor or parents, grandparents. Absolutely. Even if they were cheating, which can be very toxic, right? I
1: understand that. But but when you start from a place of appreciation for your family, and I think sometimes because we talk so much about the toxicity of what we've been raised in, you know, there was a lot of abuse in my family, so it's hard for me to want to revere certain parts of my family. Mm -hmm. But you're so right. We don't start at a place of respect just calling my people out, I'm just saying, (laughs) we're not the most respectful, because it's like, well, if you hurt me, why should I respect you, or anything that has anything to do with you, so I'm taking a lesson here, and feeling like I need to rethink my approach to some stuff, because I've rejected, my father is the only person I really know from that side, but that doesn't mean that everyone on that side is tough and I forget that. It's like anything that reminds you of the bad person, you just want to eliminate. But you're saying you can just approach it from a, I'm, I'm surrendering and I'm open to who wants to come in and, and part of me or help me. And I, I think that's something that we often forget we can do. Because I think when we talk about ancestor veneration, We're thinking necessarily that it has to be somebody we already know about. So you just taught me a great lesson about being open to other possibilities, that it may not be somebody I know about. It could be a relative that I've never heard of, which is most of them on that side. So maybe I need to change my approach.
3: I think the other thing, too, is that sometimes we forget that as souls, we transcend, And we are not the same person that we were in earth. And at least in my belief, Sam, we believe that you die and then you go into the recollect, recollection of your ideas and thoughts and experiences and kind of pass your humanity. But then after you pass that humanity, then you become sacred. And you go into this point of connecting first to the collective consciousness and then connecting to the universe.
0: So yeah. some
3: of our ancestors may already have passed that process of being soul in a human body and then just a soul and then collective and then universal. So we may want to be putting in ourselves when we are in that space of surrenderness. Is that a word? I mean, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> Americans make shit up all the time. All right, well, let's like, make it up. For real. And yeah, so, but you get into that place where you're surrendering and then you open the door to the ones that already went through that process. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to also call the ones that are still fighting their own human identity. We know that some soldiers are still stuck here, right? So we may want to call the ones that already have trust
0: yeah. and we're
3: just in this space of the ones that are ready to for me and our connection and that I can honor. But the other thing that I see too when people are doing the ancestral generation that is all a... Give me, give me, give me! I take help. Yeah, helping. man, it's like an exchange system. There is no
1: universal bank that you go
3: to someone and say, do for me because I'm asking." Right, right, right. For real. And, and the the veneration of our ancestors is really, what can I do to also heal you? I know that by healing myself and growing myself and throwing my vibration, I can support you. But what else can I do? Yeah. And what I have encountered when I have those conversations, with ancestors, is that they are very specific. Okay. Go here on the timeline, in this place, in this time. This is my name. This is what happened. We'll do something. And because of the knowledge that was passed to me, I can go into that space in the timeline with their permission and fix a little bit of a crack or a glitch or whatever being on that timeline. So we also help. It's not just them coming to help us, but we right. also have this responsibility of recognizing, okay, part of my lineage, you're part of my magic, you're part of my power. How can I help what can I do to heal our entire past?
1: Okay, I've got to ask a question. <laughs> yes. When you have
3: a toxic
1: person... Sorry, I have to take this off because I can't see you. Oh, no,
3: you're fine. <laughs> no, whatever you,
1: you want, water, what can <laughs> I get for you? That,
3: sorry. Oh, I you're had a busy line on my monitor. was a hard... Oh, I'm Go sorry.
1: <laughs> um, so when you have somebody who's been specifically toxic, and I think a lot of us have had someone toxic in our family. Is it possible for us to fix that relationship now that they are an ancestor? And is anyone who's ever passed an
3: ancestor in your family? So uh, in my school of thought, in my culture, in my belief, we're all different, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're all different, right? And there's beauty on that difference. But the way that I was raised, the way that I was taught is everybody is your ancestor, but they may not be the ancestor. Okay. So you may want to have the one that takes you. But there is also the next level, which is not the ancestors by blood, but the ancestors by law. The ones that were teachers, the ones that were mentors, the ones that were yeah. there for a family somehow that we didn't necessarily have a DNA connection, but those ancestors too. And then there's the other level, which is the cultural level, which ones are the deities of the culture, which ones are the connections to the... Um, so... They are all ancestors, but they are all not necessarily ancestors that we work with. But we can also work, all no, here, uh, we can also work with our own other selves, right? So if there is nobody showing up, like you're there in that place of surrender, and for some reason nobody comes, I've never seen that, but maybe it will happen one day, right? Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You also have the other versions of YOURSELF to show up and help you have the that that bar- variation of you or that identity of you or that upgrade of you that will come and still support you.
1: I hope it's an upgrade. we yes. will
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool hope,
3: right? Just follow, and I work to, so. I work with something that I call my spiritual board of directors. I have a group of not necessarily DCs, but yeah. I like I work with Nikola Tesla. I work with Steve Jobs. I work with Albert Einstein. Uh, I work with this series that wow. I have, uh, especially when I was in tech. I was in technology so wow. a lot of the problem-solving that I did was working mm. with Nicolas Stetula. He's actually great. He's a great guy. I've been connected to him. He's amazing.
0: Wow. And
3: so like I have this, like, in my picture, like, being there in Beijing, in China, trying to figure out a problem that nobody can solve. They flew me from Finland to China to try to solve it. And there I am in the production line, this huge manufacturing company in Beijing. And just, like, being there, I have been there for five minutes, being like, okay, how are we going to solve this? Because I just got here from Finland to China, and I'm hungry and I want to go eat something. <laughs> and he appeared to yes. me and he told me the problem is right there. Talk to that person. And this person said, tell So we also have this cord of helpers mm-hmm. that when we establish a relationship with will come and give you the answer. Mm-hmm. That's like infinitive, mm-hmm. infinitive topping of possibilities. Like the answers are there. You have a problem, ask for help. But you have to be in the place of surrender. You cannot be in front of Nikola Tesla or Steve Jobs right. He's helpful sometimes. And
0: sometimes, <laughs> sure if you
3: catch him in a good spot, yeah. but you're not going to be there all cocky thinking, I'm alive yeah. and you're dead and I'm more than you. And they're not going to help you. Show. No, you have to be sure. in the space yeah. of, oh, okay, here I am. I'm just... Exactly, please help me. I don't know what to do here. Please help me.
0: And you're very helpful.
1: Well, so let me ask you this. When you go to a Steve Jobs or a Tesla, do you, is there an exchange? Do you have to make an offering of some sort?
3: I ask them if they want something, okay. and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a lot. So, okay, so one thing that I have found in my own travel, let's call it, right, my communication with those beings, is that a lot of them are actual helpers. A lot of them, especially in Tesla, I well, go back to him, they just want to help. Like, they already transcended. Here, living their human experience, they passed to the next level. They left the humanity. They went to the collective. They just became... Yeah. So a lot of them are just helpers. I've asked what can I do for you? I just call me when I get healthy. A lot of them. In my ward directors, I also have Frida Callos. Um so I I'm Mexican, her. yeah, she's oh, so that's amazing. So I'm Mexican, so yeah. for me, like Maria Sabina, she's also great. Like there's mm-hmm. all these beings that are just there to help. Which takes me back to that point to, to that point also. Oh, are we all over the place? Maybe, but maybe we are all over the place because we forget that we have a, we forget yeah. that we have this magnificent yeah. sacredness protection.
1: Wow! I want to talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. You're, yeah, because. Again, when I hear ancestor, I don't think about anything outside of, well, this is my limited family, and that's who I get to ask from, and you know, oh, my God, the world just gets a lot smaller, but, oh, I got so much about now. yeah, you're going to have, to. yeah, we have 11 minutes left. You're going to definitely please come back on by yourself. Yeah, okay, good.
3: (laughs) If if I didn't run you off. No, no, I love going deep, as deep as you want to go. That's
0: like my favorite
3: spot. But,
1: you know, I wonder if there's a way to fix. And when people pass, they leave so much done and Mm unsaid. And is this a situation where I may have to, like, go to someone who hurt me and say, let's put this behind us, what can I do to get you unstuck if you're stuck, or how do we fix this relationship? Is that
3: possible? It could be possible, but also, as humans, we still have the ability to the boundaries, and we don't necessarily have to fix relationships that we don't want. Maybe in the future, when they go through the process of healing their own shit, yeah. they may be ready to back and help. Like, I can tell you for a fact, I have a ten times better relationship with my dad now that he's.
0: But okay. when he was, yeah. yes, dad, <laughs> yeah. there you go. I'm my mother. I'm my mother. <laughs> right? You know, so he's now, now, now. amazing.
3: Yeah. But when he were, when he was alive, I mean, I love my dad, but his way of loving me was not what I needed. It just wasn't. And now that he's dead, it took a while. He died, and he passed a few years. And I was just like, hey, I miss you. When you're ready, come and talk to me. Now he doesn't shut up. Every single day, yeah. there in the kitchen, he loves to cook. Telling me all the time, this is what you have to do. This is how you make it. He gives me entire recipes by cooking. So I cook the stuff that he never taught me when he was
1: Wow. But
3: I I don't think that we have the obligation to skip. Because I think... But that's I'm so glad you wow. said that's that. Beautiful. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we applaud?
0: Beautiful. Can we applaud, <laughs> please? You, do, no. you have no
1: obligation to work yeah. no And do you know how often I hear... You really should let that go. No, that's you not really it. shouldn't no. be angry. You really no. need to, you know, I, every excuse from the people who were still alive, who also suffered because of him. And it's like that you didn't suffer the way I suffered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everyone's like, oh well, that's your parent. Why does that matter? No, because
3: I think that comes up first has a right to not hurt. That has a choice to not hurt you, and even to hurt you. You don't have to forgive them. That's my own personal thought. I think there's a lot of people that are different. They are, but I need to hear a bit. I think it's it's very toxic. And obligating somebody to be okay with abuse is more abuse.
1: Thank you. Oh, another round of applause. Oh, my God. I am so sick of hearing this bullshit from my family of, you have to let this go. I mean, we're talking about stuff that happened to me when I was an infant, through my teen years, till the moment I left my father's house. My father's been dead for 23 years, and I'm still fucking pissed.
3: Thank you for not making me feel guilty. No, no, no. I think that's all right. And then if one day you're not pissed anymore and you don't want to be pissed, you can say, I'm ready to have the conversation, if you're ready. And then if he wants to come and have the conversation, you you even have the right to ask for reparations. To these beings that already left that offended mm-hmm. you that hurt you. You even have the right to ask for reparations and say, You're on the other side, already, I know, but you heard me. What are we gonna do about it? <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Hey. I have multiple people yeah. to talk to uh, uh, what, uh, how uh, uh, you. How are you? Holy shit, you just kicked a that? door, yeah. door <laughs> a... You well, just kicked think... a door open. <laughs> no, I think we can choose
3: the third, we can choose how we manage that so we live our best possible life from a place of balance and peace for Mm -hmm. ourselves. But that is very different than having a toxic tendency.
1: Everybody wants you to pretend that it didn't happen. And I think that comes from a place of guilt from people who yeah. know what happened. It makes them uncomfortable. I yeah. think yeah. because I have one relative who witnessed a whole bunch of things that happened to me. Who says? Who says to this day? I don't want to talk about it. And my now reaction is, why? Because you didn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. Isn't
3: that crazy? And when
0: somebody doesn't do anything
3: to stop it, then part the and they own your reparations.
0: That, anybody violence. else that yeah. way, yeah, it
3: is. Silence is a way of violence. Violence. Especially since I have a daughter, I will do anything for my daughter. And I will never be silent. Like, oh, my God, I will be stuck about ancestors. I will get all the Apache blood that I have behind me <laughs> if, if somebody tries to hurt my daughter. So, like, I don't even want to think about what person I will be if somebody tries to do that. So silence is my
1: Listen, my booth. I think I'm gonna cry. I, I'm telling you, wow! Oh my God, Wendy! Oh my God, and I just met you. I'm sorry. Wow. That's powerful stuff. We you've got to come back on. Do you want to come on tomorrow night's show too? Cause sure. There's, oh, yes! You have me. <laughs> you have me
0: absolutely. Four thirty
1: to six thirty. Ooh. You heard I'm saying. Talk about your class because I have four minutes to go. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's but okay. this was powerful. People must come to Mr. South yes. and listen to this class. Where is it? When is it? Please. It's
3: on Saturday at 11 a.m. We're That's
0: okay. That's all right. I'll
3: find it. That's okay. What time? What 11 a.m. You know, 11 a.m. on Saturday,
1: and we are going to be in what room? Where am I? Hang on. Maplewood. The Maplewood room. That's so
3: funny. That was my dad's wow. two favorite room. That's so
1: important. No kidding. Um, wow. Yeah,
3: I'll be there. I'll be talking a little bit about how to princess with their permission, of course, right. to protect us help us. I feel like we are here because we're here to make the world a better place, but we also need to have the technology to protect our energy from ourselves more than this. I'm going bad. to talk about entities and spirits and all the stuff, but I think that the worst attacker is ourselves mm-hmm. our own self-programming so yeah. techniques. I'm also going to teach a technique to expand or feel so that we can enhance our vibration. So even if we are in a place where there's entities, they will not attach to us because we're vibrating high that they just... Because we know that some... Uh, I call them soul suckers. are the ones that are going to just like go there and try to like, absorb the shit out of you, right?
0: Yeah. And you
3: are in a space that you're a really, really good space, like I don't know, like dust on you. And mm-hmm. move on. Wow, We have work to do, and I don't think that we have the time to be dealing with this lower energy, in my opinion. You're saying, you're so, so I'm going to be teaching something that we're going to do expansions of ourselves. Uh, and then I'm going to teach a little bit of timeline healing, because I think that sometimes the spiritual attacks that come to us, we have to go to that point in time, success. So even if, if we're doing something right now, whatever that is, psychic self-defense or candles or oils or whatever it is, this timeline may not be enough. We may actually have to go to that point in the past. Some reparations, the energy of that space from who we are right now, with the love that we can bring into that spot, heal that place, and then back into the presence mm-hmm. and have the uh, from a place of protection. So I'll, I'll be teaching you. An hour and a half is packed with a lot of wisdom, uh, but it is an honor to share it because culture is the magic of Mexico. Um, part of me feels that the world is ready to hear the magic of... Oh,
1: Please, more of this tomorrow. Absolutely. Wendy's going to come back on tomorrow's show at four, between 4.30 and 6.30. We will be in the Azalea room. Wendy, how do people find you before we end for the day?
3: Uh, you can email me at support at bruja.us. That will be .us. Bruja means which. Yes. Uh, my, my website is bruja.us. Uh, TikTok is Bruja Power Instagram is Bruja Power, I believe. And then we have also... Mm-hmm.
1: this has been incredible okay guys that's it for today we'll be back tomorrow at 4.30 from 4.30 to 6.30 at the Azalea Room get over to Mystic South we're at Crown Plaza, Atlanta Perimeter at Ravinia, 4355 Ashford Dunwoody, July 14th through 16th, we will see you tomorrow have a great night